हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट नाइन पार्टनरशिप अमंग डिफरेंट लेवल्स ऑफ गवर्नमेंट लोकल अथॉरिटीज एंड स्पेशल पर्पस एजेंसीज एंड वी आर डिस्कसिंग टेलीकॉम सेक्टर एंड टॉपिक इज द टू प्रोलॉन्ग अप्रोच the pressure on the government to restructure the telecom industry resulted in the first liberalization initiative in the year 1984 at the next stage the government announced in 1991 that all services other than basic services would be opened for private investment in july 1992 in the ntp 99 one of the objectives was to transform in a time bound manner the telecommunications sector to a greater competitive environment in both urban and rural areas ppp based reforms in telecom can put on the grab of either investment through foreign direct investment fdi or bidding for licenses from the government now let us move to the next point fdi in telecom foreign direct investment fdi up to the 100% has been allowed in the telecom manufacturing sector and services like email voicemail internet and infrastructure providers foreign direct investment is also permitted in an investment company set up for making investment in the telecom companies license to operate telecom services such investment is treated as part of domestic equity and is not set off against the foreign equity cap one thing that needs to be remembered that is that though such huge investment in the telecom sector has been made through the fdi route by the private sector this has largely been possible due to the well built telecom infrastructure base already made available by the government now the point is bidding for licenses telecom licensing is a mechanism to bridge fiscal deficit was first implemented in the united states it has been argued that the unit of bidding that is a circle is sometimes too big to license private operators in india a bid for a new license in any circle would be based on a one time entry fee and a percentage share of revenue as a license fee the number of operators and the percentage share of revenue would be based on the telecom regulatory authority of india try recommendations for instance in the case of cellular operators licenses were awarded to private firms first in delhi mumbai kolkata and chennai in 
However, by September 2001, this was available in over 1500 cities or town in India. Now, let us move to the next point, partnership among local authorities and special purpose agencies in agriculture sector. Innumerable resources are required to protect and sustain the life on earth. The resources are conventionally classified as natural resources, human resources, social resources, etc. All these resources are adequately and proportionately balanced to bring about a system that supports and sustains the human and natural life on this planet. In economics, the resources or factors required for production are classified as land, labor, capital and organization. There are theories from the classical school of the modern economics that provide logical explanation as how these resources are mobilized and used for production. Production or output criteria is the most important process of any economy and the level of such economies mainly depends on the volume of input. Higher the level of the volume of output higher will be the income and employment of that economy. As such, there are economies like Japan, USA, Canada, Germany, UK, etc., where there is mass production, high volume of output, income, employment and higher development, whereas there are Afro-Asian underdeveloped countries where the volume of production, income, employment is low. The level or volume of production depends on the level of consumption both at the home and abroad depending on the influence of market for production. Here the part played by consumers under a globalized economy greatly depend and also influence the sales promotion technologies used differently in the global market scenario. Usefulness and utility concepts are hardly distinguished in the process and manner in which production norms of both capital and consumer goods are produced. Now, the next topic is resource mobilization. A cross-sectional analysis under different institutions, socio-political setup will give us an idea as to how well that the resources are mobilized for multiple production. The gross difference between the capitalistic and the socialistic economy has been narrowed down due to the globalization process. The closed economies of these days are opened up now for a global competition as the sharp differences are to be a great extent resolved. However, planned economies keep their relevance 
in the areas so concerned with the social well-being of the sections of the different nations. Adequate resource mobilization and allocation are very important in respect of production, income, employment, balancing of the economies, trade and other social and economic well-being. Hence, an overall development and perspective progress depends on the resource mobilization and allocation in the economy. This process of mobilization and allocation and the priorities differ in different economies due to social, cultural and political differences. Now the topic is need for an alternative plan. Liberalization, privatization and a fully market driven economy under a perfect competitive economy is the ideal concept conceived by the 19th century economist like J.S. Mill and others, though the Friedrich Gonch believed in laissez-faire, he did not accept economic liberalization in total. The recent wave of market romanticism has raised controversies between conservatives and the reformists. Liberalization and control are two conflicting terms and economies like India in the process of development stage have to envelop welfare orientation of contestable markets by obviously balancing the imbalances in regions, sectors and institutions in all policies and plans to achieve development. There are revolutionary and evolutionary transitions or transformations in economies depending on the circumstances in the economy such as political, social and other connected factors. Third world countries like India accepting the liberalization and globalization in total dictated by the West is incorrect as it is detrimental to sustainable development. The MNCs favored liberalization will have an impact and even benefit about one third of Indians to some extent in 10 or 20 years, while the rest the ruler poor agriculturalist and those in the unorganized sector may find themselves worse off. The only imitation of the West and the present approach to economic reforms in India is fundamentally incorrect. The present fiscal crisis in many Southeast Asian countries is an excellent example to show the extreme vulnerability of depending on globalization for economic progress. Under the present circumstances and terms, many of the Indian companies cannot hope to become transnational and compete with Western transnationals. An alternative of pure socialism and capitalism will have to be worked out with appropriate plan. 
Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.